My name is Bradley Kennedy Hampawade. I'm a professional athlete uh, as well as entrepreneur, and you are listening to Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Sign up to SoRare, the ultimate fantasy sports NFT platform. Scout, collect, and trade officially licensed digital player cards with other fans in our open marketplace. Create teams with cards from your collection and earn points based on your players' real-life performances to compete in a variety of fantasy sports competitions. Showcase your skills and go head-to-head with managers from around the world to rise up the weekly rankings and earn rewards. Yes, so rare is a game that you can play this season and the next and the next and the next. It's almost like a, a dynasty spin on fantasy. That's something that is available in formats such as NBA, MLB, and also football, the world game. So what are you waiting for? Get involved, get in the game, get some cards, and have some fun. Oh, did I tell you it's free, by the way? You just sign up, create an account, and then you can start playing. And if you want to go a little bit harder and purchase some limited, rare, or unique cards, you can do that too. But at a base level, this is really just a free, fun way to play with your mates and show who's really in the know when it comes to sports. Because Process Podcasters, we know our thing. But so rare is a chance to go up against us and see who really is the smartest in the room. So hit the link in the show notes and we'll see you on So Rare. Own your game. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm one half your host, Justin Williams. And today, I got the man from down under, the guy who makes his accent, the reason why everyone tunes into this podcast, the man who kind of turns it up a little bit whenever somebody from home is with him. We have somebody from home with him today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my better half, my friend, Mr. Nee Wallace-Bruce. Nee, how you doing? <laughs> Happy New Year, Justin. It's good to be on it's great to be on and you know what it's awesome that i did the intro because last i shouldn't say last time but there was one time very famously we had another australian on and you forgot to introduce me and it was awkward and i still haven't forgiven you or the whole australian community so anyways ladies and gentlemen this person needs no introduction she is a professional basketball player we'll tell you where she plays and what she does but she's also a student because she's a go-getter and on top of that she's an aspiring podcaster Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Bridie Kennedy Hapawade. Bridie, how you doing? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> anytime, anytime. So let's start with basketball real quick. Uh, where are you currently and what are you doing for it? Yes, sir. Currently, I am uh, in Riyadh in uh, Saudi Arabia. I'm playing professionally here for the next uh, two and a bit months um, in the uh, Saudi League. And then I'll be going to play in the UAE tournament in Dubai in February with the same team. Um, I'm actually really grateful. This is a huge opportunity 
right here for me um, in a lot of ways. This club that I'm playing for is actually the championship winning club uh, from last season. So this is a, a huge, huge opportunity for me. Oh, wow. So a little bit of pressure there, no? Uh, honestly, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I would say I don't feel pressure. Honestly, like I do this for a living. Um, I'm big on my mental prep. I'm big on my physical prep. Um, so I have, you know, the confidence instilled in me, but built because, um, you know, I prepare for this every day. You know, I live and breathe this. Um, I, it's something that I love to do. And I'm a winner, you know, I'm a grinder. Um, I've always, you know, had that mentality and been that type of person. Being put in, people might say, you know, this is a, a pressure maybe situation or opportunity, but for me, it's just a, an opportunity for growth in so many ways. And um, I thrive under pressure, honestly. And, you know, I, I look at this and, and look at every contract as, you know, everything is temporary. And, you know, you'll never get, get this, you know, same, same contract or just the same season back. You know what I mean? So just being able to be present and uh, being grateful every day and just putting my best foot forward, you know, in, in every way possible on and off the floor, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's honestly more, more uh, rewarding. And um, I get excited about being in positions like this, honestly. Um, and I'm grateful because one of my best friends, um, Monique Reed, um, she's a retired 10-year like, pro. She's a uh, five-time MVP. She's won multiple championships overseas, um, you know, which a lot of people, you know, can't say that they did in their career, no matter what level. She played here last year for this team. And so having that connect um, and having that relationship, you know, um, helped me really get my foot in the door. But also to, of course, you know, my resume and my game within itself but yeah no uh very grateful to be here oh, that's that mamba mentality you just don't quit and love the pressure no exactly right exactly right was kobe uh, an inspiration to you by chance honestly i do admire you know uh, a lot of things about him how he was an athlete i mean he's one of a kind not everybody could say you know they're kobe <laughs> there's only one kobe r.i.p kobe but no, yeah, um, I appreciate just how different he was um, in regards to his mindset, you know, um, towards just his everyday life, his everyday habits on and off the floor. You know, those things are so important in regards to, you know, uh, being focused and, and having, in a sense, a balance, you know, because, you know, your mental is everything. If your mental is, is not where it needs to be, you will not be the athlete that you need to be for yourself, but then also, too, to do your job you know, for your team, because being a pro, like you are, you are that, that player, like at the end of the day, win or lose this, they're, they're going to look at you. You know what I mean? Like, what more can you do? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? No, but yeah, definitely, definitely parts of Kobe. I, I definitely have uh, admired and still do. Brilliant. So with your friend being at the former or the current club that you were at, or your friend formerly being at the current club that you're at, you're there now that their uh, championship team how does it feel to kind of be on that same pedigree and that same value that they sought you out or like, listen, we, we essentially need you. Like, how does that feel for you? Yeah, honestly, um, it's, um, it's respect. And, you know, I really do appreciate that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of politics and sport and, um, uh, it means a, 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 a lot to me just because I have been through a lot, uh, to date 
in my college, uh, in my, sorry, my pro career, as well as even through my college career, you know, a lot of things that at the time I felt like came to break me, you know, but really, really have helped build me. And I'm so grateful, honestly, for everything that has, you know, come into my path as an athlete um, and on this journey. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's that respect. And I appreciate that. And, and it also gives me that confidence, like, yeah, you know, like, you're a dog, B. Like, you're meant to be here. I'm where I'm meant to be. Love that. Good for you. I love that. I love that energy that you have that that dog in you and that you don't you don't back away from the fight. You you kind of it's almost like you you're up for the fight, you're ready for the fight. Now, Brady, you touched on preparation. This is something that's always been inter- interesting to me. Can can you touch on some of the things that you do to mentally and physically prepare yourself, not only for gains but also just for handling adversity that, that you've touched on before? Yeah. Um, so it goes all the way, honestly, to, you know, off the court, right? That's what it is. It's, it's off the court as well as on the court, but I'd say it's more off the court. My diet, uh, that was a huge thing for me that I realized because I asked myself, I'm like, okay, how can I separate myself from other athletes? How can I reach my, help reach my potential um, on the court? And, and that was um, making sure I was eating right. So I actually became vegan around, what, four years ago now. And really what also drove that was the fact that I lived in America and um, I just didn't prioritize my physical health as much as I should have. And just that was, you know, a lack of maturity, just being young, you know, being in college. But yeah, being vegan really changed the game for me and it changed my life. Like um, just mentally, physically, I have just more left in the tank. Like when it comes to, you know, being in games and then and then even practice my recovery, my recovery, it helped. I noticed like I stopped having, you know, certain body pains and aches. I don't get that anymore. Like. Some athletes think that it's normal to have all these pains and all this. That's not normal. It's not supposed to be normal. Your body is not supposed to hurt. That's a no-no. You need to figure out and change up what it is. Is it your diet? Is it, you know, your recovery? You know, like, for example, I um, religiously do hot yoga. So I just found um, a hot work studio out here in Saudi where they've got saunas, they've got hot yoga, they've got Pilates. I just started doing Pilates actually, and that has been helping me too tremendously, but hot yoga helped my game so much as well as my recovery. And then it also was kind of like a substitute in a sense where I didn't have to lift so, uh, lift so, so often. You know, I didn't have to go and lift weights like four or five times a week. It's really like twice a week I really go to lift weights and, you know, do my conditioning. And then um, I go ahead and I do my hot yoga, you know, three, four times a week. And also, too, it not only helps my physical, but it helps my mental. The mental reset and the clarity that you get from doing hot yoga, it's, it's you have to experience it for yourself to really understand what I'm saying, because it, it really, again, like I said, it, it has helped me that much on the floor um, as well as off the floor too. Helping slow my mind down. Like for example, with hot yoga, you have to breathe through everything, right? Like some people don't understand even athletes, how important it is to attend to your breath. Like, you know, your, your breath is what helps um, to calm your nervous system and to, you know, get the oxygen flowing to your brain and to the rest of your body, right? And it helps relax all, all your muscles. So, you know, that then leads to, for me, meditation. Yeah, I do a lot of meditation. 
that'll be, you know, in my room or, you know, it'll be just before I'm about to uh, get on the court, I'm in the locker room or I'm doing it on the bus or the car ride, um, whatever I'm feeling really on that day, just being able to slow my mind and be calm. Like, like, it's funny because I used to think that being all riled up and, and listen to all this hip hop music and all of this, you know, like just, you know, like tensing up, like type energy was what was helping me. But really I noticed more than half the time I was tired. Like I was exhausted really like going into the game because it wasn't actually like helping me in that sense. Like I noticed that me being more calm and being more relaxed and adding these little practices into my daily, you know, habits and on game days, it, it just has helped me so much. It, it keeps me focused during games. I'm able to then not only attend to myself, but my teammates more um, because I'm more present. Like being present is just, is so important. And I feel like it's so underrated, you know? And um, it's so powerful though. It's so powerful when you learn to be present because, you know, you're able to also have gratitude for where you are, you know, in that moment and for what you're doing. And, and then and you don't worry about, you know, other things, literally, it really takes away, you know, that anxiety, that stress, you know? So yeah, and you know, I, I do journal as well, you know, just, it's a release for me. Yeah, like, so yeah, I, and, I, and I do on game days, what else do I do? Um, I would just say on game days, I take a nap, take a quick little nap, but I make sure that I feel so like three hours before the game, I'll load up on like acai bowls, which is my fruit. Um, that's where I get all my energy from. I drink a lot of coconut water. Um, honestly, I drink more coconut water than I do water, just for the electrolytes. And yeah, I would say that's, yeah. Nice. Okay. All right. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Now, I got to ask, what's your go-to vegan dish? <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. <sighs> Honestly, I love like uh, quinoa salads and then like, um, honestly, I love my veggies. I don't really eat a lot of rice. Um, I really do love my veggies. Um, I do have tofu sometimes. But yeah, honestly, it's a lot of fruit. You're eating just a lot of fruit and veggies. It might sound boring, but you know it doesn't. Justin loves his fruit, don't you, Justin? <laughs> Too much, especially blueberries. I I literally got blueberry boxers for Christmas. Like I, I have an <laughs> obsession. I love it. Love it. <laughs> oh, that's no, that's pretty good. I mean, I love having that kind of option there for for fruits and all that stuff going there. Do you use protein powder or do you rely natural protein? So when I'm home, yeah, I will have, uh, you know, a vegan protein maybe twice a week. But even when I'm overseas, I don't, I don't really, rely, I don't have to rely on it. I mean, I get my protein from beans as well. I love my beans. So, yeah, it's, I don't, yeah, I don't, some people obsess over that. And I'm like, nah, I don't, I, it doesn't really affect me like that, honestly. I mean, that's pretty good. I know some people kind of get uh, almost too health conscious when it comes to how much protein and everything they, they need to consume. But right. considering, the, and that's just, I don't know. I do believe to a degree that people can be superstitious when it comes to like silly things, but maybe sometimes it works for you. It is what it is. I accept it. Not my place, not my business. But um, do you have a, a game time 
I don't want to say routine where you nap kind of deal, but like like some athletes, they'll go out, they'll shoot the ball. They have to shoot it at exactly 35 degrees first and then kind of work around that. Do you have a physical game time routine that you do? Yeah, so I'll make sure I'm on the floor. So say if we have, we're warming up an hour before as a team, I make sure that I'm on the court about 40 to 30 minutes before everybody else. Um, so I'll get to game two hours before and I'll go through my um, my own individual warm-up, which is running through. Um, so first of all, I do breathing activation and then I will run through, go through form, literally like form. So like my, my arms, my core, my legs, I'll go through a couple of different um, drills and this is all without the ball. And then I will go into my handles and then I'll also I'll do like, um, sorry, I'm having space now. Um, I'll do like my, um, I'll do like moving, I'll do stationary and then I'll do moving forward and back. And then I'll go into form shooting. So I'll just make like 30 swishes right hand and then I'll go into straight off the backboard. So it's kind of like around the world, you know, go from each block, um, switching sides, just making 10. And then I'll move out to um, do one dribble pull-ups and then I'll do my threes and then my free throws. And then honestly, that's it. And then it's into our team warm-up. Okay. So there is a bit of a routine there. And if you miss that routine, do you feel like, do you feel like your game is off? Uh, no, because, you know, I do this. So it's like I make sure – I got to a point where I used to be like that. I used to think like that. But then I realized, no, like – you know, you do this for a living, you know, it's, it's a mental thing, you know, um, at the end of the day, it can't be any excuses either being a pro. There's just no room for excuses. You can't. So whether you missed out on, you know, something in your warm up or whatever, you can't think about that. Like it, it, it's tough to say, but it's literally, you just can't, you can't have any excuses. You can't. <laughs> That's it. You got to have a short memory is from what I've been told. Yep. <laughs> What's one of the biggest, uh, biggest things you've overcome in your career? Oh, wow. That's a great question. <laughs> hmm. You know what? I'll say that it's being slept on. And so for ex uh, my, the perfect example is what I mean is like, okay, I've been through a rough patch with agents. One thing about pro life and especially being a female athlete, like it's hard to come by Agents who are actually credible and do their job properly, you know, it's, you know, you, you have to trust in somebody that you don't even know. Maybe you haven't even met, you know, vice versa with them as well, picking us as athletes. But, you know, I've had, um, you know, a, a, just a tough streak with agents because it was people, you know, like I had no idea anyways, coming out of college, I really had no idea how to pick agents, you know, all that type of deal. So, you know, just got into a couple of situations where it's like, okay, this opportunity, really isn't what I'm looking for, what's really where I feel that's going to actually help me in my career and where I see myself going. So, you know, um, I had one agent who um, had signed me uh, to a country where the courts were tennis courts, like literal concrete. Like I should never, ever be playing Damn. on concrete. So when I, I, when, I, when I got to that country, you know what I'm saying, it took me like over 24 hours to get there and I... I go to practice, number one, the first practice was outside. I'm outside practicing. We're not even talking about an indoor court. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, I'm practicing on a tennis court, this is crazy. And then, you know, we had a game where we were playing on concrete and I was like, nah, this is not it. Like, 
And, you know, I go to my agent about that and I had to fire him because I'm like, why? how would you put me in this type of situation? You know, and, you know, so it's just having a, you know, uh, being able to find an agent who really believed in me, you know, who who's credible. Um, I'm now with um, Orlando Castano, who's a WNBA agent. Um, great guy. I actually met him through um, Alicia Jenkins, who uh, has played um, in and out of the WNBA. She's a good friend of mine um, and she's played a little bit in Australia. And yeah, I'm just grateful. You know, all it takes is an agent to actually see your potential, believe in you, you know, um, on and off the floor, you know, because um, even agents of that high profile, you know, need to know that you've got your head on right, you know, and you're going to do your job, you know, because it's their reputation as well. So, yeah, I would just say like the whole process of not giving up, like you have to really love this game, you know, or really any sport to be a pro. Cause you're going to be faced with some stuff, you know what I mean? That is, you know, and it might last for months or a year or two, you know, you might not be where you want to be, but you, you can't give up. Otherwise you'll never know. And that's the one thing for me. I don't give up. I don't know what that feels like. I never will. And I just know that everything works out because of what I've been through to date, all the way from college, you know, all the way till now, everything works out. Like I'm where I'm meant to be. Uh, and, you know, this is a huge opportunity right here for me. I mean, even though, you know, I, I haven't played in teams that ideally or leagues, sorry, other than the NBL one that I would see myself playing in as a high level, you know, I still got an opportunity to go play three on three for Australia, mm. you know, so it just goes to show like, you never know who's watching, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, man, you got to continue to grind, believe in yourself you know, stay around good people who uplift you and pour into you, you know, because there's going to be times, you know, it gets lonely being a, you know, a pro athlete. It definitely does, you know, and a lot of people don't understand what the, what it's like, what it's like to, to do this day in and day out and be away from, you know, your loved ones and be in uncomfortable places, you know, like Saudi Arabia, you know, like, um, so yeah, you know, I say it's just the, you know, never, never giving up, you know, no matter what comes into into your path you know it's it's being able to be resilient it's your mindset and honestly i'm so grateful though for for everything that has come like i said because i've only learned lessons i have never failed and i'm a big believer in you never fail in life you don't you always learn lessons because even when you thought you failed what did you learn from that you learned something you know and you'll be better from that that's awesome i love that and yeah, the the late great Nelson Mandela said it himself: you, "You don't lose; you either win or you learn." Right. And I, I'll say this: it, it's not. I mean, you're the professional athlete. I'm the one talking to the professional athlete. But I will say that it can be lonely, just as someone being abroad. Um, mm, mm. So you, but you touched on something before that was really. I think is important. Not many people get to do what they want overseas the way that you've mm-hmm. done. And you've also represented your country. So I've got to give you props for that because that's, that's like the 1% or the 0.5% that, that do what you do and get to the highest level that they're able to put on their national colors. So got to give you respect for that. Now, you mentioned three on th- three by three. What tell our audience a little bit more about that, if you don't mind? Yeah. So, um, 
there's um one of the biggest street ball tournaments in Australia called Summer Jam, and um mm, they I hold that. Uh, you know yeah so they hold that every year um usually in Melbourne, but I ended up going to that so they had five on five for the men, three on three for the men and women. So I played. I just put a team together. It was uh me, Aaron Bowman, T, and then um, Maya Lloyd. Aaron plays pro in Australia, and then Maya plays in Europe right now. So we went, you know, I'm not thinking anything of it, but obviously we're trying to go in there and we're trying to, we're trying to win the prize money. Um, it was my first time really playing three on three. I mean, I've always known I'm a great one-on-one player. I'm a scorer, you know, so three on three definitely is, you know, my game and somewhere where I would thrive. And I, and I knew that, but I didn't really realize, you know, that, that level and that caliber because, you know, I, I just wasn't, you know, thinking about, you know, playing for Australia for three on three or anything like that. You know, I'm just going out here to really get a bucket and bully girls because I'm strong. I'm really strong. So having, being 6'2", being strong and being fast and being able to handle and shoot the ball, I mean, you're, you're an absolute threat. And playing one-on-one, you know, I'm able to score from anywhere. And then being able to guard multiple positions, again, very versatile. And, and that's what three-on-three three is. I mean, you have to be able to guard the smallest player on the court guard the biggest player on the court and then score from from everywhere. It's it's a tough game. You you it's only 10 minutes and it's cool though that you've got a fourth player because you can sub whenever. But it's just go 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 and honestly though I absolutely love it because it's such a fast-paced game. And yeah, but anyway, that Summer Jam tournament, I ended up going there. Um we made it to semi-final, unfortunately lost semi-final. And then I ended up going home on the Monday. And I got a call from um, an unknown number and I'm an- I answered, I'm like, hello. And, you know, um guy on the end of the phone was like, hey, Brady, it's uh, it's Damon Lowry, head coach of uh, Australian three-on-three team. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm in, I'm in so much shock. I had to, like, snap out of my shock, like, dude, you're talking to Australian head coach right now. Like, <laughs> 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 so, yeah. And he was just like, yeah, look, um, yeah, I heard about you, you know, playing in the Summer Jam tournament. You know, I would absolutely love for you to, you know, come to Asia Prep Camp. And I'm just over here just in shock. I just can't believe this is happening, you know. So, you know, we had a great quick – it was quick conversation. And then I had about two and a half months to prep for the Oz 3-on-3 camp. And then I was in Melbourne for that, which was, you know, over over a few days. There was only 11 of us in the country that attended that camp. Honestly, just even just even going into that camp, like I was just so grateful. It, it it was just a lot. Like it was a lot for me in the sense of I have been through so much, and to think that I, I'm here right now, being picked as one of one of you know how many girls in in the country, you know, to come trial for an a three on three Australian team. Like honestly, wearing the Australian colors is it, it it's you know it's above all for me. Like, it's the best feeling, literally, you know. And it had been nine years since I had worn the green and gold. So to even just be at a camp meant the world to me. But then also, too, that it's three on three. Like, it was just a whole nother feeling. Like, that's a whole different type of game. So I just felt like it was a whole different level that, uh, you know, I, I was now going to. And it just fueled, though, it fueled me. It fueled my confidence. It, it it fueled that, you know, like I told you, that relentless mindset, 
you know, I, you know, I like, you know, everyone, everyone calls me Miss Relentless because that's been my Instagram name for years because I believe I'm, I'm somebody who's relentless. I don't give up. And this goes to show because I've never given up no matter what has come my way. Like I'm, I'm now at an Australian camp. Like that's crazy to me. You couldn't have told me a year ago that I was going to be at an Australian camp. You couldn't because, you know, I have things off the floor too, you know, and, and that are big reasons for why I love this game and why I pull my heart and soul into this game. Because for me, this game saved my life. It really did. It's brought me family that, you know, and people into my life and experiences, you know, that I'll never forget and that, that'll be here, you know what I mean, for a long time. So, yeah, and then going into that camp, like, it was tough. It was tough because I hadn't played against some high-level girls like that. But um, it was a big learning experience. And, you know, towards the end of camp, you know, I, I, I spoke to Coach because we all had, you know, exit meetings. And, you know, um, Coach was just like, how do you think you went? And I was like, honestly, like, I'm just so grateful to be here. And I was like, I learned so much. Like three on three is such a fast paced game and it's so different. Cause I was still learning the rules too. Like the rules are different in three on three. So I was understanding and, and I told him, I was like, you know, I know that I'm not gonna get picked and that's absolutely fine because I'm new to this. And there's girls here who went to the Commonwealth games, you know, like they've been playing this game, you know? So, but you know, I told him, I told him what I feel like I need to work on, you know? And one thing he did say to me, he was like, you know, I was really impressed with, you know, how quick your feet are. Like, you know, I'm a big girl, but I can move. Like, I can stay in front of people, you know, and I take I take pride in that. I take pride that I'm agile on my feet for a big girl. And honestly, I give credit to track and field. I was actually a track and field athlete um, before I played basketball. And I I admire track and field so much and, and for what it did for me with my, my mindset and my approach to basketball because – in track and field, it's all about the small details. The smallest, you know what I'm saying, adjustment of your arm, your foot, your hips can make that much of a difference, right? So having to have that mentality and, and being a sponge, you know, then taking that over to basketball, that's really what helped accelerate me being able to thrive and to do well in basketball because I listen and I'm able to do very quickly. So, yeah, and then getting called up then what like half a year later by coach again I was literally uh refereeing some kids at the time and all I saw on my phone was you know Damon Lowry you know pop up on my phone I'm like what is going on so I ran where it was quiet in the gym and I'm like hello and he's like hey is this a good time I'm like this is a great time what's up like (laughs) He was like, so, you know, we got the Trans-Tasman coming up. It's the first of its kind. New Zealand's holding it. I was wondering if you, you know, wanted to come and play for me. And, man, like, I was shaking. I was like, no way. I just got asked to put on the green and gold. And I said, yeah. And then, you know, conversation was over within, like, literally 40 seconds. And I just, I was just crying. Like, just, just absolutely you know, broke down. Um, just so many emotions, just gratitude. Yeah, just really, you know, it, it meant the world to me. It, you know, it really did. And and that experience then within itself two months later, like, was, was like, what's the words? It was kind of like that, okay, where, where are you at right now, B? Like, you know, this is the test here. You're about to, you know, play against, you know, some of the best of the best from New Zealand. 
And um, I actually, you know, did did really well individually and then collectively as a group, you know, we did all right. Like our first game was, whew, it was tough. We got smacked. Um, we had we had never, so we had put a team together. We had never played before and we didn't even get to go to camp or anything. So literally the day that we uh, got there on game day, that was the first practice we had literally two hours before the game. Two hours before the game, we threw in plays and boom, straight into game one. We got our, our butts handed to us, which was okay. And then the next game, we did better. We still lost. Third game, next game, came around the next day. We did well. We won. And then fourth game came around, and uh, I actually ended up getting concussed. So that was the tough part for me. Um, you know, I was, I, was, I was proud of myself, you know, that um, I could say, like, the first couple games, like, you know, I was leading us in scoring, you know. Um, and then – when I got concussed in like the last three minutes of that, that fourth game, when it happened initially, I fell to the ground. I kind of like was in shock. Cause I'm like, are you good? Are you good? Like, you know, talking to myself because I got hit right in the temple and I've never been hit in the head before. So I was just trying to check in on myself. Am I good? So I just got up, subbed me off real quick. I'm like, okay, you're good. Three minutes to go be like, you're good. I didn't feel anything weird. So I subbed back on, I played the last three minutes. We ended up losing by a couple of points. And then it wasn't until a couple of hours later, physio ran me through some tests. You know, I was concussed. And um, coach, coach, uh, well, physio ended up ruling me out, unfortunately, for the rest of the tournament. Um, but, you know, I was, you know, that was tough for me. Um, definitely, you know, tears, tears were flowing. But it, I was really quick to then sit and realize, like, you know, I grinded for this and I, and I really like manifested this to even just have this opportunity. So I was just so grateful again to just have been able to play those four games in the green and gold, you know. I'll, if, if it had to happen, you know, at least it happened after four games, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, right. so yeah. And it, it was just funny because I've never really been concussed before. So I'm like, wow, this had to happen here, you know, at this opportunity. <laughs> But it, it is what it is, you know, and I just look at all the good. And, you know, I just, from that experience, I was just like, man, like, you know, I, you know, I need to keep grinding. You know, there might be more opportunities, you know, to be able to do this again. So, yeah, that was honestly, that, that was something that I really needed more than I really knew in my, in my life for my mental, you know, to just help keep that fire lit, you know, um, for me to just keep going, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. That's a beautiful thing. Like, oh, yeah, never give up. Always, always stay in the battle. You got, you definitely got the heart of a champion, Brady. I have one question because you've you've played overseas. You also played a lot in Australia. Is what's the playing style like where you are now compared to uh, playing back home? Yeah, sir. I would say here in Saudi. Um, it's definitely lower level basketball. Um, I would say like, um, what's, I don't even know what's comparable to, honestly, it's probably like a club league if we're being honest, but for, you know, for, for me right now, you know, it's again, at the end of the day, it's an opportunity to play. It's an opportunity to also be in a market, you know, at the, you know, if we're speaking, you know, financially, right. You come to places like this to get good money. They pay good money here. And, you know, your resume is so important, right, in regards to being able to play in high-level leagues, 
you know, and that's where I was saying, like in, in the past, you know, having some of these agents, like, I wasn't put in situ- in um, leagues, you know what I'm saying, in situations that were actually going to help benefit my resume. Um, it's tough going and playing in Europe. Like these Europe teams want to see that, you know, you've played in, in decent leagues. You know what I mean? Um, MBL one, you know, isn't, isn't all the way, you know, like credible like that. It's, it's really not, you know, unless you be played in the WNBL, you know? So I actually, um, I had a situation where I had signed to actually go play, uh, in Czech Republic in Europe and, and they're, they're Euro league. Um, well, Euro, they play in the Euro, Euro cups and all of that. So the league that I was actually going to go play in, you know, had uh, uh, an Aussie or two and a couple of uh, WNBA players in that league. So it was going to be a very high level league. Um, but what happened was that agent that I had at the time, he wasn't supportive of me going and actually playing for Australia. So after I had actually gotten off that call with the head coach, I called my agent and he pretty much said in a nutshell, he's like, oh, that's cool, but you're not going. And I was like, huh? Like, dude, what? And I was in so much shock. I didn't even know what to say. So I said, yeah, I'll talk to you later. And I hung up literally, you know, pretty quick. Cause I'm, um, I'm over here. Like, this is the best news I've gotten to date. And then for you to shut that down, you know, um, it was, it was quite hurtful. And I was confused. Cause I'm like, you know, as my agent, you're supposed to support me, you know, and, and also see that this is a huge opportunity for me and yourself as an agent, you know, I make you look good, you know? So then it was, okay, so I'm going to go play in this opportunity, whether you like it or not. Um, but, you know, you need to go and negotiate within the team, you know, uh, in Europe, because there's also a clause, right? There's a clause in every professional athlete's contract that states that the athlete can go and fulfill any national team commitments. And so the team wasn't trying to fulfill that clause and neither was my agent. And so that left me in a position where I was going to lose my contract in Europe and um, otherwise, you know, it, it was either one or the other, right? I obviously couldn't have both, but I actually could have had both, but I didn't have that agent on board. So, um, you know, to do his job. So I ended up losing that contract, which then left me when I came back home with no contract uh, from, you know, that uh, three on three tournament. But it just goes to show, you know, you're like, you got to bet on yourself and I always will. I always will. And I always know everything works out, like I said. So, you know, I really wasn't worried, but it was a, it was a very frustrating time for sure. These last few months, like I'm like, okay, I've got this contract now and I got this contract, but then no, they want to go with someone else with a bigger resume. And, you know, it's just like, oh man, like, you know, cause honestly I had, I had a handful of contracts come my way and then no, take it from me. Like, you know, so it's just, it's funny how like, with pro life, you can be on a plane literally within the same 24 hours you sign a contract or, you know, within a couple of days, you know, you have to be able to get up and leave, you know? And I think that's something that, you know, it can be hard for athletes too, is the fact that, okay, you know, they do, do have other things outside basketball jobs and stuff like that. And that's why a lot of people, you know, can't commit to a lifestyle like this. I mean, I had a job too. I had a job, you know, I was a youth worker, a residential youth worker, which is tough. You know, I'm with kids from very broken homes who don't have moms and dads. And, you know, I'm doing that as well as them being an athlete, you know. So um, a lot of things to balance. But, um, you know, it it was always going to be, you know, 
yeah, I'm packing my bag. I'm gone. I'm on the next flight, you know? So, but very grateful that this opportunity came about. And yeah, I've just seen so many athletes though, who I know personally and also who I don't know that have, you know what I'm saying? Had a journey like this where, you know, it wasn't to, it wasn't to plan or it wasn't all that pretty or what people think, you know, pro, pro life has to be in order for you to be successful. But you just never know where you're going to end up. You never know who's going to believe in you, you know, and you never know what opportunity that you're going to get. So, yeah, that's why, honestly, man, I, um, yeah, um, I'm grateful. And, you know, this, this league here, honestly, they're beautiful. They're beautiful people. They really are great teammates, great coaches. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, this is an opportunity for me to, to, to kill, you know, help carry and lead a team. Like I see myself as a leader always in any team that I'm in. I'm always the loudest person on the court. That's without a doubt. Everyone knows that about me. So, you know, I learned to, to be a leader, to be a good teammate, to be able to pour into my teammates to bring out the best in them, you know, so that we can, you know, be able to get to the, um, the results that we want to get together, you know? So, um, yeah. That's awesome. That's, I love that. Now I just want to t touch on something. Um, one last question. Played in a number of countries. You you mostly played play Nas. I don't know if you're aware of this, but we're in Canada, and Canada, Canada as of today doesn't have a professional women's basketball league. So, what is some words of advice you pass on to, particularly young Canadian women who want to play the game? What's some mm. some words of advice you pass on to them? Because you've obviously overcome a lot of adversity to get to where you are. So mm. How do you? Um, what's some words of support you pass on? You know, I would just say. Know why, know why, you know, you're, you're playing basketball, know your goals with it, believe in yourself. You've got to believe in yourself and that's pouring into your mindset. You know, uh, if, if that's reaching out to other athletes, if it's, you know, watching podcasts, if it's watching film, you know, um, honestly grind, you have to grind. You've got to be putting in the work, put the work in day in and day out put yourself in positions to thrive. Don't be scared to reach out to people, to reach out to agents or coaches, you know, and tell them what you want to do. You know, you want to go play pro or you want to be in this position, whatever, you know, you, you have to be proactive within yourself. Don't sit and think that things are just going to come to you. Um, cause that's not how life goes. I mean, that's actually crazy. To, it's crazy to, to, you know, for me to hear that there's no pro league in Canada. I actually did not know that for, for women um, in basketball. And, and that's sad, honestly, hearing that because, you know, female athletes were special and, you know, just being able to um, inspire each other, um, you know, through sport and, and, and other things, you know, it's empowering. Um, so I'll just encourage, you know, all the Canadian girls out there, keep believing in yourself, keep working hard. Um, don't be afraid to, take opportunities um, and take risks and, you know, get on flights or take road trips. You know, if you don't do those things, you will never know. Exhaust every option, exhaust every option that you have and just take advantage of every opportunity that you get, honestly. That's beautiful. That is words to live by. And I'm fairly certain I read that in a couple of fortune cookies not too long ago. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> Bertie, this was an amazing interview. Thank you so much for coming on. Before we get you out of here, how can our fans find you on social media? Yeah, so um, I'm on, well, I'm on Instagram, Miss Relentless 12, MS Relentless 12, one, two. And then 
I'm also on LinkedIn as well. Um, and I'm on TikTok. Oh, snap. What are you doing on TikTok? Uh, honestly, I'm just taking a break right now. But when I initially started TikTok, I did it in Egypt and I was getting over like 100K views, which I was like blown by. I was not expecting that at all. Um, but I've taken a break. But pretty much I just vlog my life as an athlete. That's totally fair. Totally fair. I write little skits. I just gave you a follow on TikTok, on Instagram. Sorry. Awesome. Let's see. Yep. Swish. Love that. I was a swish. Fantastic. Thanks, Brady. Awesome. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience, where no sport is left behind.